<laughs> yeah, like a 55-year-old man. Oh. So let's take a look at this. So what we're taking a look at right now is the first time that we ever fought on camera. What's up, guys? Today's guest is the fight coordinator of Lucifer Season 3, 4, and 5 on Netflix. Please welcome to the Jamcast again, Mr. Vlad Rimberg. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for having me. What's up, man? The return of the Russian. And yo, yeah. real quick, please, please turn around and face that camera and show your shirt. <laughs> it says, I am from Russia. And it has the bear that Khabib Nurmagomedov wrestled as a little kid. Look at Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yes. That's awesome. It, it just man. fits into the stereotype that, you know, Russians drink, we wrestle bears. Our grandmothers, like, uh, carry around 80-ton logs. Does it only come in a size XL and above? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Yes, dude. Yes, man. Well, uh, welcome back, man. That you are a uh, your historical guest because not only have I known you the longest of any of our guests, but this is technically the third time you've been on. Yes, we I'm actually excited. we tried to do a, a second episode and we actually got all the way through it. And uh, three days later, we were hit with the curse of the technology, and my hard drive failed after six years. And that's why, kids, you want to back up all of your information <laughs> all the time. As someone that used to work at Apple for six years, we, we had people coming in, and we had mothers crying. I didn't back anything up. I got yeah. you know photos of my kids. They're, it's all gone. Six years of my life, this and that. Well, it's like it's crazy. I have fortunately have a lot of it backed up, but some of it I'm having issues getting because I bought the new one, so I have to try to get mm -hmm. Thunderbolt on USB C. And I even called you the other day because I got to set fully had my new laptop and then realized dude i lost all my sound design packages on my hard drive and i'm like vlad please send me three punches three whooshes oh yeah and you're like okay i got you i got you save the day man so thank absolutely. you very much man absolutely but right now i'm just thinking in my head i hope nothing happens with my hard drives because <laughs> i haven't backed them up dude as soon as this finishes i need to uh, start re-downloading re action essentials and getting all my stuff off off, off my hard drive so um yeah man really quick though you just uh i'm in the thick of my show and you were just about to embark on the start of your show right yes. which is uh lucifer season five on lucifer netflix season five the final season hell yeah man. 16 episodes so it is the final one they've already determined that that's what they've been uh, pitching it as <laughs> okay. for the last few months all i right. mean if it gets picked up for another season that'd be great but as of right now, it sounds like it would be the final, final season. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but 16 seems like a lot. Did you guys do that many last season or last, is this more? Last season, we did 10. Okay. Um, cool. If I'm not mistaken, the show was picked up for 10 and then six more were added. Wow. That's always a good sign. That's a great sign. That's and I, a good I think sign. that's uh, great for the shows as well because it allows them to know that, hey, Netflix isn't just going to stick with seven to 10 episodes. Yes. It proves that they can break into larger episodic series. Absolutely. That's cool, man. And Lucifer is really, it's crazy that Netflix secured it because initially it was a network television show, right? Or it was, was it on TV or was it always on Netflix? It was on Fox. It Fox, was a, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer Films uh, TV. Cool. Uh, but it was actually quite big um, in the UK. Tom Ellis being from the UK. Ah. He's got a very large fan base. So it did quite well all over the world. Okay. And uh, thanks to the fans, we had a season four. Yeah, it has like, has like a mini, like, you know, for lack of a better term, a cult following. Like the people that are into Lucifer are in the Lucifer. So yeah. that's cool, man. And so, like, obviously you've been working on the last couple of seasons. We talked about it before. Is there anything new that we should expect on season five? I know you can't give away secrets plot-wise. It's going to be so awesome. <laughs> it's just going to be so awesome. Oh. I may or may not have heard some things, but it's, it's just, I can, if there's anyone that's a Lucifer fan, 
I can't wait for you guys to see season five. Uh, I haven't even cool. begun really working on it, but I can't wait for you guys to see it. You know? uh, so how long will you guys be shooting it for when you're in town here in L.A.? Uh, def- yeah, in town, in L.A., awesome. and we're going into next year. Cool. Uh, okay. I think maybe February, March, something like that. And how quick of a turnaround is it? Do you know what it's slated to hit? Televisions? I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So check this out. The show I'm on right now, we're shooting. We're only on like episode four right now or three. Our show goes on the air September 25th. Oh, wow. Dude, we're in one of those. We're in the thick of it. We're in one of those shows where we're shooting one while we're prepping the next one. And then we have doubles uh, in the middle where we'll have two days on a week where we have two episodes going on at the same time, two units. Oh, it's uh, it's hectic. And once that hits the air, man, like, it's crazy. We don't You don't have the luxury of six months of post, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Fast uh, turnaround times. Yeah. The works. This TV world is a lot different than the feature world that I uh, started my career in. But I'm, I'm, I'm starting to enjoy it. It's cool. I think it's good. Uh, it definitely teaches us how to make changes on the fly mm-hmm. and uh, adapt to new and uncertain circumstances that come across our way. Yes, 100%. So I, 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 at the end of the day, I think it makes you a better coordinator, whether you're a stunt coordinator or a fight coordinator. Yes. Just because of all the changes that occur in yeah. TV. And, and I think the one thing that's really cool about TV, or at least in my experience on my show, and why you have your job that exists on your show, is that they really rely on previs due to the time efficiency and like the, you know, the lack of time that you have on these TV shows. You could spend like a week long on a fight scene that's two minutes on a movie, maybe even longer, you know? On a TV show, we get like what maybe three to five hours on a day. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll get like an eight-hour day or a second unit day. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, you're limited on the amount, on the amount of time that you get to shoot the action and work on the action and rehearse the action. That's why I guess it's TV. Yeah, like you said, on movies you'll have weeks, months, and months of prep. Oh yeah. On TV, it's like we have a big fight scene. Great. One day of previs, one day of rehearsal, let's shoot that fight. Yeah, man. It's uh, awesome. I it's love crazy. It. Shout out to the actors and actresses in TV land that are able to fit in the rehearsal time and the yes. quick turnaround because they don't get that pre-prep time as much. It's nuts. Like, yeah, so props to them. Now, outside of Lucifer, um, one thing I had to congratulate you on, uh, you hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube channel, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Yes. Thank you. And which channel is that on? Because you have two now. I do have two channels. Why um, do you have two? Uh, I feel, well, I have two channels. The first one is youtube.com slash VJVlad. And the second one is youtube.com slash Vlad Rimberg. I feel like the Vlad Rimberg one is a little bit more personal. Um, I put stuff on there that's just sound design, no music. So if anyone wants to listen to sound effects, ah. they can. Or it's like, hey, cool. be, be, on my channel, I get a lot of comments. I don't, like, I don't like this song. I don't like that song. Great. Go to my other channel. Play the song you want to play and watch my fight, That's you know, funny. like that. Uh, but I plan on doing commentaries on all of my videos that I've done. Cool. So once again, just a little bit more personal. Awesome. Uh, whereas the other one, I use copywritten music, and yeah. I hope that the artists see it. I hope that the yeah. artists see it, but I also hope that they get a decent amount of money Yeah, yeah. Uh, from all the ads that yeah. pop up because I'm not trying to monetize my channel. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. so I'm over 100,000 subscribers, not monetized. No way. Because for me, it's an art form. And uh, when we're talking about art, as I mentioned last time, kids, if you wanna get paid, you have to work for other people. Uh, To get paid for your own art definitely takes a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. So when I create art for myself, um, it's whatever it is that I wanna do. Yeah, yeah. The, how I would express myself. 
That's through wild. martial arts and filming, yeah. Dude, I mean, you learn something new every day. I had no idea you hadn't monetized the channel. So that's really crazy, man. Oh, I do yeah. have to say, though, uh, one thing I'm proud of, of your 100,000 subscribers on your channel, the number one most viewed video is the collaboration between you and I. Yes, 4.7 million views. 4.7 million views, yeah. baby. I'm excited about that. That's Check cool. Check that out. Yeah, ballerina, yeah. Uh, female John Wick is a, yeah. a scene that we threw together with Shy Debro. Yep. And, uh, man, really cool. First time we had collabed in years and years and years, which is uh, which is funny, which is what we're going to talk about later on today, which is when we first started collabing. So real quick, talking about your YouTube channel and like the success of hitting 100,000, what do you think has like helped build your channel up to that point? Has it been being more consistent on it as of late or has it been like targeting a certain demographic as far as like fight style? Are people into like female fights or are they into like bloody fights or... I, I notice that people are definitely into more uh, female action. Okay. That's what has, I'd say, the majority amount of views. I mean, look at Ballerina, 4.7 million views. I thought that was and, just because it was with me. But. And, and, the, <laughs> and You're not then, supposed to laugh that hard, dude. You're supposed to say, oh, yeah. For because sure. it's good. It's a good joke. I like it. You know? <laughs> um, and then there's the Raid mock-up, which got uh, like 4.4 million. Yes. But it's not just females fighting. I feel like I bring something else to the table when it comes to female action. I want the audience to believe that the hero can beat up, you know, like your typical guy. Yeah. So I need to make sure that they look powerful and strong um, as opposed to the way female action has been shot and was shot in the past, especially in Hollywood. Like you had movies like uh, Ultraviolet and uh, other movies <laughs> where, <laughs> where the female characters didn't look <clears throat> quite as strong. I feel you. To, to say, to say the you. least, I mean, yeah, yeah. the thing is, if, you, if you're going to have a hero, you got to make that hero look strong. If yeah. they're going to be weak, that has to play out to the story. Yeah. But um, all of that, I think, uh, comes into play with the role of an action director. When you have someone overseeing the action, not necessarily like a fight coordinator or stunt coordinator, but someone that has an eye for the action, mm -hmm. it makes a big difference. Hand placement, uh, reactions, uh, totally. energy, power. Things like that. And one thing I always preach is go 100%. Yeah. Why 100%? Well, because you'll see actors that win Academy Awards. They're not going 70%. When Leonardo DiCaprio had that eye open for like two, three minutes, you can't have an eye open for that long at like 70%. Yeah. You can't do car hits at 70%, you know, like wire gas, because it's going to look weak. So why would you go ahead and fight at 70%? So I always say pad up and go hard. Yeah. yeah Just yeah. because in the past uh, we would go hard and we didn't know what pads were. And at the end of the day, we were just comparing bruises. Yeah, and totally. it was fun. Totally. I'm not saying go beat up other people, but, um, you know, like, I think the reason my work stands out is because of the necessary contact that my performers make. Totally. I want my audience to feel the power and the energy in the movements. And you could definitely see the difference between how hard you're pushing some of them compared to how hard or the number of takes you'll be able to get away with on like a TV show and stuff. Like what we just talked about with the time constraints, when you're out there doing stuff for your YouTube channel, you really can push the limits to what you want to do. And mm -hmm. as far as going 100%, I, uh, I agree because like there's sometimes, you know, when we tell new, new guys in stunts, we'll be like, the fastest you'll ever go is 70, 80% on camera. We mostly say that for a safety perspective. Yes, and so yes, that's why yes. I want to clear the air so people don't think like we're given wrong knowledge. We mostly say that because when you're first starting, we don't want you to wild out and punch somebody. Once you're talented and you've been training in this, to me, there's nothing cooler than like being teamed up with one of my homies and knowing that we're just going to bang out a fight. Oh, like, yeah. That's the coolest feeling right. is knowing that like, oh, I'm going to fight someone that I trust that I know is going to dance with me super well. So 
train up to the point that 100 percent is is just normal yes That's and and e- even when you're at 100 percent, we don't just go at 100 percent right away yeah totally. we always work up on the choreography and then the speed i always tell people start at 50 percent. that way just imagine yourself uh moving in slow motion like you're watching playback in slow motion move at that speed Find out where your body is, where your hand placement is, yes. where your legs are. You know, do you have to take a, another step? If so, how is that going to change your body position? Work slow, 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 up to that speed where you're comfortable, and then start adding power. Yes, you know, ju- just so people aren't like, okay, Vlad said to go 100% rolling action, pop. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Slowly build up to it till you're ready to roll a take. You know, 80, 90%, and. I'll have you keep doing it until I feel like I'm happy with it. 100%. And I think one of the things that goes along with that about like not just jumping into going 100%, but um, I wanted to clear up about talking about the like going from zero to 100 and progressing into it. The other thing about going 100% performance wise means that you should perform 100%, but that doesn't mean that you need to choreograph and edit your fight where it just seems like the pedals to the ground as soon as you yell action to the end. Now, it's really cool for, like, vignette fights that are, like, you know, 15, 30 seconds to see you guys go balls out to the wall. But um, one thing I've been seeing a lot of also is fights that are a couple minutes long, and it's just, like, nonstop action, 100 miles per hour at a time, bah, 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 bah. There's no chance for the audience to breathe at all uh, or even savor the moments, you know? I think that's primarily influenced by uh, 80s Hong Kong action because in the 80s, that's what you would have. You'd have a lot of choreography. And, and very, very few moments where, you know, you'll see the reaction of people breathing heavy. Because back in the 80s, it was like, pa 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 It's just action, action, action. Same thing was happening in America. Mm-hmm. You had Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. you know, go, going to like a third world country and blowing everybody up. <laughs> exactly. Like hundreds of people. And it was cool. Totally. Nowadays, everyone is getting smarter. Mm-hmm. So you have to get smarter with your action. You have to start telling a story. You know, John Wick is your modern day commando. Yes. Why? Because it's one character taking on an entire city, an entire world. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But the action is much smarter. Yes. So, 100%. kids, just make sure if you're going to shoot your stuff, you do smart action. Okay? Like give, like Travis was saying, you know, give the audience a moment to breathe, to take it all in. Tell some kind of a story. Now, with my action, you, you don't really see a lot of um, dialogue in the short films that I put on YouTube.com <laughs> slash VJ Vlad. Um, but what I try to do is I try to tell a story within the action. I try to give it enough moments where people can maybe relate to the characters or yes. empathize with them. Whatever it is, I make sure that it's not just bang, 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 because it gets a little bit boring and repetitive. You know, totally. like I know I'm going to get a lot of hate, but uh, my issue with the first raid was that that was the style of choreography. It was like bang, 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 bang. It's like if you just took out two minutes out of that, you know, five-minute fight scene, it would have been a lot better. It would have been still incredible. Yes, yes, yes. it still would have been just as violent. Absolutely, yes. I 100% agree with that in a lot of ways. Now, one of the things that we kind of touched on before, but I think it's something we still get messaged about, or I'm sure you do, is how to start shooting these fights for YouTube and stuff like that. And... What's the best advice, again, for getting started in, like, shooting fights? Because, in your opinion, it's not actually going out and choreographing. It's something that we've talked about before, which is to mimic stuff. Absolutely, yes. The easiest way for you to, or I should say the fastest way for someone to learn how to shoot fights is to mimic a fight. You grab a fight, like a real fight fight from a Hong Kong movie, 
like a Sammo Hung movie or a Jackie Chan movie, a one-on-one, and you replicate that. Okay, for example, uh, my buddy Emmanuel Manzanares, he replicated the Wheels on Meals fight between yep. Jackie Chan and Benny the Jet. Next thing you know, he's got a million views on it, and then after that, he gets hit with a copyright because <laughs> of audio and possibly some footage. But if you go to Manny's uh, YouTube page, LBP Stunts, you'll see Mickey fighting Brendan, and it's pretty much shot-for-shot shot mm-hmm. reenactment of the fight. And the reason that's good practice is because, number one, Everything's been choreographed for you. No thinking required. No thinking required. The camera angles are already there. The cut points are already there. If you want to, just layer the audio from the original on top of yours. And with that, you're going to start learning. You're going to start learning camera angles. You're going to start learning how to cut. You're going to start learning uh, about energy and performance because your job is to imitate the fight scene. Right. If you see Benny and Jackie going at it, you can't be like, uh, uh, oh, look at me, I'm fighting. No, no, you gotta, you gotta go at it. Totally. You know, because you are trying to sell yourself as a performer. And I know one thing that a lot of people are very insecure about, at least uh, when they first start, or at least it's something that I hear commonly, is that when they shoot their own fights, they're like, ah, I just don't know how to shoot it. I don't know where to place the camera. This solves that problem because literally, you just copy the same thing, set up the same framing exit and enter frame at the same times, do the same angles. It's literally just copying a blueprint, you know? So, the, the, For me, the thought process behind imitating work that's already been done is the more you imitate, the more you become familiar with the material. And then you can start expanding on it. Yeah. You know, for, for example, if you go to my channel, VJ Vlad, uh, <laughs> you'll see that there's a fight and I just, I think I call it like epic MMA fight and it's between yes. Dennis Rule and yeah. Ken Kitigua. And I shot that, I want to say 2008 or 2009, over the course of two nights. And I was inspired by Flashpoint. I wanted to imitate that fight, but do it my way. Yeah, yeah. So I watched the Flashpoint fight over and over and over and over. I studied it. I did my homework on it. And then I thought about how I'd make it different and make it my own. And then if you go to youtube.com slash VJVlad, you'll see the product. <laughs> That's how you yeah. know a guy's been on here three times. He knows the platform. is here for shout-outs. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Hell yeah. uh, but, but also going back to my channel, um, I've been having a lot of support, I'd say, the last couple of years. There was a gentleman by the name of Jamyang Penseng. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the guy has a perfect American accent. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, but he would do uh, uh, montages of like the best Donnie Yen fights, yes. the best Sammo Hung fights. In in those montages, like for example, he'd put best karate fights. And next thing you know, there would be clips of uh, Os and yeah. Os 2 and Os 3. And the nice thing about that was that he put all the information in the more info tab, you know, because you want to credit everyone that helped you on the way. Yeah. And uh, people would be redirected to my channel. But I found out that a lot of Indian people are uh, subscribing to my channel. And it was weird. I think three months ago, I was was at uh, 60,000. Okay. And then all of a sudden, it'd be like 1,000 subscribers a day. Wow. And I didn't even know how. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I wasn't even thinking about the 100K. Yeah. Yeah, But once I got to like 84, I'm like, I want that 100K. (laughs) I want that 100K so bad. Uh, everything slowed down once it got to like 93. Of course. So in a period of two months, uh, I went up by like maybe 30, 40,000 subscribers. And then it took me about a month and a half 
to get that last six, seven thousand. No way. Wow. And now it's decently growing again. Now it's going again, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. now you're past that tickover point. So yeah. Now, now, cool. now, honestly, like I don't care where it goes because I don't have a goal to get to one million. Now, if I get to like eight hundred thousand, then, then you have a goal. Yes, then I'll have a goal. But okay. until then, it is what it is. I still have to contact YouTube about getting that plaque. Yeah. I just want that plaque. Yeah, you know? that hundred thousand plaque. Yeah, that's it's cool. A cool man. It's a cool little thing. And so, like one of the uh, more recent videos that you just put out uh, is a cool one because it actually features probably the youngest talent that you've worked with and ever featured on one of your shows or yes, one of your fights. Yes, yes. And so, who who is involved in this one? Aiden Kennedy. Okay. And Salif Salis. Awesome. Both who are fifteen talented. years old? Fifteen. So one go, going back to going at a hundred percent. We had a two day shoot with the boys. Okay. And one day of prep. Uh, before we go into it, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Sensei Sharky. Yes. And uh, Micah Carnes for helping me set that up. Oh, nice. Micah came over and he asked if I'd be interested in shooting uh, with a couple of 15-year-olds. Dope. I looked at their videos and I'm all like, yeah, I think it'd be great because it's a new challenge. And in the back of my head, I've always wanted to shoot with some younger performers. Yeah. And slowly maybe start molding them a certain way and... The idea is uh, once they turn 18, if I'm not mistaken, they move out here. Yep. I'll try to shoot as much as I can, and then they're going to go make more money than I ever will. Yeah, dude. And you know what's really funny is the uh, the episode that we just recorded before yours is with Ross Constam, who oh, hell yeah. Sensei Sharky kid who was driven out here by mm-hmm. him. So, yeah. Super cool to see a younger generation of these kids like already making moves in the industry and knowing that they want to pursue stunts at such a young age. That's yes. so awesome, yeah. man. And so how did that shoot go? Because in my opinion, um, that probably had to be one of the more challenging ones just solely in the sense that they don't have a lot of on-camera experience. But I do know that they're talented martial artists, so they had to have had a great background because I worked with Aiden before. So, Well, the, the first day uh, we all met up at Jam. We did uh, morning open gym and evening open gym. Excuse me. So the first day uh, we met up at Jam and we did morning open gym and then evening uh, open gym. Okay. And uh, in the afternoon, I uh, ran the boys through some kicking drills uh, and I uh, had them do some punches and elbows, some blocks. What I like to do is I like to find out where my talent is at as far as a performance level. Yeah. The last thing I think you want to do as a choreographer or a fight coordinator or an action designer is design action for someone that's not comfortable performing moves. Yeah. Don't totally. force them to totally. learn things, you know, on, on the fly when you know they can't. I, and I see that a lot. I see a lot of spinning hook kicks, and I'm like, that's the most disgusting kick. Have them throw a push kick. Have them throw a low round kick to the knee. Make make it more powerful, more impactful. Totally. Um, so the kids, uh, we ran some drills. Then we went over to the spring floor. And I asked them, I'm like, have you guys ever done any falls or anything like that? And they're like, yeah, we, we actually shot some stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. They shot some stuff. Yeah. <gasps> Next thing you know, they're doing HK spins, Sayuchis. Uh, they're imitating and replicating uh, tree hits. And I'm just standing there. My face is like, ah. Yeah, like, like the biggest smile ever because I'm, now I'm comfortable asking the boys to perform certain things. Yeah, and you know their vocabulary now. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, when it came to filming... Uh, we did, I want to say the first day was maybe six hours. Okay. Just because towards the end of the day, I sensed that the kids were getting tired. Yeah. It's different um, if you're not used to shooting that that many hours in a row. Yeah. Es- especially if you've never shot with me. Yeah. I'm a little bit notorious. Just so everyone knows, I'm notorious for doing take after take. But that's because I feel like I'm a perfectionist when it comes to certain things. And I think the reason my work looks the way it does 
is because I nitpick. Yeah. I'm so specific to detail that I want it all, you know? And when you're doing something for yourself on your own time and without being uh, told what to do by a network or a script, you might as well take the time to get it right. Absolutely. I tell people if you have the luxury of shooting something at home, meaning like in, in your hometown, shoot it, edit it, watch it, then reshoot if you have to. Totally, 100%. Because you're on your time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. When we're subject to like turnaround times on TV, or we're literally bound to the choreography by what the story says, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. when you have the chance to do it on your own, really make the most of it. So, that's cool, man. E I know. Well, even shooting with the kids, uh, I was under some pressure because I knew I had three days total. Exactly. And that first day was a very valuable day. We essentially followed the same formula we did for Ballerina. Um, you flew Cheyenne, and day number one, we got together to jam and started going over choreography ideas. Workshop. Yeah, Dennis was uh, helping us with the Hapkido uh, movement, and it's great. Any kind of prep you can get, it's always good. Take it. Um, you can never be too prepared. Absolutely. Yeah. Never too prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what is this fight actually called? And we won't play the whole thing here, so people go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash... VJ Vlad, <laughs> and check it out. But what is the fight called? Uh, I just I called it the boys. Oh, okay. Just because they're Very boys, original. they're fifteen year old. Yeah. Now, when I was uh, studying them, what I do is, if anyone ever reaches out to me and they tell me that they want to shoot with me, first thing I do is I go online and I try to find the real. Yeah. I'm all like, where is your skill set at? And with this, Aiden had recently shot a quick fight with Kyle, and I saw him do a three quarter backfall. I was like, huh, okay. So I want to know how good you are before you really tell me how good you are. Yeah. And when I, when I say that, what, what I mean is show me your skill set. And on the day when you work with me, I will really know how good you are because I will push you. I will push you so hard that you will probably hate me because it's happened with the best of them. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you'll see the final product and you'll be like, God damn, I didn't know I could look this good. Yeah. Totally. And that's the whole idea. Like whenever you're doing anything, whenever you're putting anything online, at the end of the day, it's a pitch. Yeah. So you have to get your product finalized and have an idea of what it is that you're trying to pitch. And in this case, I just wanted to show that these kids can move, they can do some choreography, and they can hit the ground. And at 15, they're, I mean, they're, as far as screen fighters, they're better performers than many people I've seen throw stuff online. 100% agreed. I, I saw a snippet of it right here, and we won't play the whole thing, you know, like we said, so people go over here. But... How long is the entire fight, duration-wise? A couple um, minutes? Yeah, a couple minutes. Okay. That's usually the norm. When you go out and you shoot, you'd want to be able to get at least one minute of edited footage per day. Yeah, totally. 100%. And it's cool because you got, as you can see in that first clip, you really got to rely upon their martial arts and tricking influence. You yes. Know? And uh, a big help with all that was uh, Kyle Potter, who you'll also get to see when you watch the short on YouTube.com slash VJVlad. Yes. Um, unfortunately, we, we didn't get the opportunity to do what we really wanted to do with the boys and Kyle. Yeah. Just because we were running out of time. And at this point, I was really pushing the kids. The, the way I worked in the past was, number one, we, I would location scout, or I would think of an area, which would usually be the Santa Monica Mountains. Then we get to location, then we hike for 45 minutes. And yeah. that hike involved carrying about a 30-pound uh, Pelican case that had a DVX camera. Or Aaron Tony's uh, HFX when he let me use that for a yeah. year. Hell yeah, Aaron Tony, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> and um, there was also a mat that was to be carried yep. for falls, things like that. Now I'm getting older. I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. 
um, but day number one, we didn't have a lunch break. Yeah, we just went for six, uh, six, seven hours. And then day number two, I told uh, the kids' parents, I'm like, I need you guys to bring them some food around two o'clock, preferably some salad, so that way they don't get tired and we can keep going. Yeah. yeah. And sure enough, the parents came in, dropped out the salad. And they're like, we're going by. Nice. Have fun. Awesome. So it was great. I pushed them. Uh, they never complained, okay. which was really nice. Uh, even on set, don't complain to your boss. Okay. Yes, for real. <laughs> um, and you can watch the final product on youtube.com slash VJVlad. And what was also about shooting this was I got to shoot with my red. It was uh, the second short film that oh, I shot nice. with my red. There's a first one that's an homage to Stephen Chow. Okay. Hopefully it'll come out within the next month. Ah. Yeah. And so that's why we got that slow mo motion, slow mo moment on the corks there. Yes. The young red can. What version of the red you get? The Gemini. I got ah. the red Gemini 5K S35 yes. sensor, right. and I've just been shooting on my wide angle lens, mm-hmm. uh, my Canon 11 to 24. Okay. Which uh, Guy kind of conned me into buying several years back, but it was the greatest investment. Yeah, that's the best three thousand dollars I've ever spent. Yeah, 11 is the widest it all go basically. Yeah, yeah you start to get fisheye past that. So, mm-hmm. hell yeah, that's dope, man. Well, it's really cool to see like the progression of the projects and everything, and the level that you're at now. Yeah, hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, putting out videos with guys that are like basically subcontracting you out to shoot these. But uh, part of the reason why we're getting together on this second episode of you joining here is because. We wanted to really talk about our past. And for those of you that didn't get a chance to listen to the first episode, we actually know each other for probably longer than I know anyone else in the stunt business. We uh, go all the way back, what, how many years is it? 16, 17 years? I want to say 18 now. Yeah, holy crap. We've known each other for almost 18 years, dating back to uh, early high school days. I like that. Dating back to early high school days. If you guys want to know when Travis and I met, watch episode one. (laughs) Exactly. It's in there. (laughs) That's awesome, man. But one of the things that drew us together, though, besides obviously our uh, interest in martial arts, you being Taekwondo and mine being Kung Fu, was uh, us getting together with the intention of actually putting ourselves together on film these 18 years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something that, like, we really wanted to discuss publicly because we sit up here and we... We're not barking at people, but we're literally sitting up here and we're trying to give advice and telling you how to get into the industry, into a fight coordinator position like you and I are at. Mm -hmm. And I think that it would be uh, a disservice if we didn't, you know, kind of put ourselves on blast and show people like where we started and that we genuinely have been shooting things for this long. Absolutely, yes. When did you actually start shooting stuff officially? Like, I started shooting uh, fight scenes and action scenes in 2003. Okay. Um... I did some stuff back in high school with my buddy Gerard. Yeah. He is the J in VJ. Yes. Like, you, uh, you, you guys will see that it says VJ Films. Yep. He is that J. Um, and uh, we had our first short film done in 2002. Yes. Summer of 2002. That, that, that when, makes sense. Uh, when we both didn't graduate from high school. Wow. But we took summer school, and we, then we got our diplomas. <laughs> and then shortly, that's crazy though, because shortly thereafter is when we pretty much started filming stuff. Because I know some of the early stuff that we did together was like 2002 as well. Yes, yes. It was it, uh, looking back in the look, looking back at it now, there was a lot of growth within a two year period. There was because originally we were just influenced by Jackass, and yes. we wanted to combine martial arts, and we created this series called Kiop, <laughs> where essentially we're just filming ourselves throwing kicks, uh, falling on the ground. And drop kicking one another. 
what we were doing though is much like what we said sort of like you know as far as mimicking stuff which was we saw a formula that worked which was like mm -hmm. very short vignettes do a stunt film the stunt move mm -hmm. on and so yep. we basically tried to replicate our own thing yep how and many do we do there were a total of six and okay. then there was a trailer which would technically make it seven and then there was a movie there which was, was a movie. Uh, 18 20 minutes long and each uh kiap episode was about three minutes ah. so you could say i mean all together we probably shot like I don't know, 15. That's crazy. And I wasn't episodes. in all of them. I was in oh. some of them. Yo, try to uh, try to pull up the, what should we look at? Actually pull up the first key up through? Yeah, just Go pull up the first key up and uh, you, everyone will get an idea of what it is that we did. Oh, yeah. We don't have to play the whole thing. We'll just yeah. check it, take a look at this one. Let's see. So right here we have some Bruce Lee. Uh, Still got that font talking. though, baby. Uh. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Who was it that took that? That's that Gerard. That's the J. Gerard, so keep, keep that's Gerard? It. Yeah, keep playing it. Watch this in reverse. And this was inspired by Eastern Condors. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch Eastern Condors. Keep, Dude, yeah. I couldn't That's tell a, if you, that was him or Tim. Yeah. I couldn't tell. And I'm about to throw like a triple kick, like a round, round, round. Yeah. So <gasps> no. that's what we did. Uh, that was actually part of a short we were trying to plan and shoot. Yes. And once again, I just said Eastern Condors as a reference because... During that time, um, I was just buying Hong Kong movies on DVD totally. as they were coming out because DVD was fairly new technology. Yes. So anything I can get my hands on, I watched. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. That's so that push kick is an homage to Yoon Wa doing the jump switch push kick to Yoon Bao and Eastern Condors. And then Yoon Bao reacts, ah, Wa, like eyes open up. So we tried to replicate that. Totally. I think we did that a few times. And then what you guys just saw was the one. But after I kick him, he stumbles back, and I don't get into a pose, which is very important. Whenever you're doing action, stay yes. in character until you hear the word cut. Yes. Do not stand. Absolutely. <laughs> he hits the truck, and I'm just like, ha, 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 ha. I just break character. I don't even know what character is. Totally. I'm just laughing my ass off. Back then, unfortunately, if someone got hurt, we would laugh first, and then we would realize how serious everything was. Of course, yeah. So that was the beginning of that. And um, we, we, we had a little following, which was really our friends. And yeah. it was just something that we were doing for ourselves, but also to start learning movement and recording movement, you know, using the super slow zoom button totally. on the high tapes. And also more than anything, just like, you know, one of the things I hear from people when they're like, ah, I don't know how to get into like shooting fights. Like, I, I don't even know how to edit. We've been cutting videos since back in high school. Like yes. we've been shooting and editing. Like, yo, Connor, try to play up the, uh, the trailer. Because this will show like a little bit more variety of stuff, right? Because this will be like a mashup. Yeah, but stuff. by this time we had already put out like four or five key apps. Yes, and so look at that—we have like a corny intro trying to replicate like the warning before the movies. But Absolutely. like this was like the time they were putting into these things, you know, like actually trying to cut together stuff like a trailer. So, oh yeah, that's my grandfather. Yes, this is actually in 1999 when uh, we bought a camera, wow. or a camcorder, I should say. And I was just excited. I want to shoot anything and everything I could. Just any and yeah. everything. Well, my grandpa put on this helmet and throw some kicks. No way, dude. That is so crazy. What camera did we shoot this on? Do you remember? Sony Hi8. Wow. Sony so camcorder, like so, Hi8 so tapes. kids out there, this is not digital. You did not pull an SD card out and slide it into his MacBook Pro. <sighs> and that's Bowen and pepper spray. Yep. <laughs> so we had a crew of like, what, I'd say there was like 
maybe five of us, six five of us. us. Yes, yeah. Yes. We would go around and we would basically do things that we saw in the movie Jackass. And then we would try to just do them related to us in martial arts. Hell yeah, Travis, Ariel. That's what you were known for. Dude, I was known for just trying to flip over people. Oh, yeah. No one else was doing that back then in our group. But yeah, so basically what we did was we took elements of Jackass, mixed in elements of martial arts. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the same time, just trying to do mini fight scenes and stunt falls and yep, yep. just the early makings of, yeah, being idiots. Absolutely. And they, I'd say that these were some of the most pure and innocent times just because there were no egos and we were just yeah. getting together to have fun, you know, like... Run around Rouse and, <laughs> and boxers. And boxers. Oh hell yeah! This this was a setup uh, oh, gag. Oh yeah! This is the stage the staged yeah. fight. Yes, with our buddy Ed. Yep. Hell yeah, Ed and Bowen. <laughs> Boom! Boom! I mean, honestly, you don't even get those kinds of reactions in movies nowadays. <laughs> like that's the most ultimate background, and the reason the camera's shaking so much is because I'm laughing, laughing my ass off in the car. I'm just laughing hysterically. It's so funny, man. That was one of the first butterfly twists we'd ever seen, and we all went wild. In person, right? Yeah. I remember everyone freaked out when I did that. I was like, oh, really? It's just a B-twist. And that's the first real dropkick I took. So for five episodes, I've been taking bullshit dropkicks. <laughs> Finally <laughs> decided to take a real one. Yeah. But this is this is funny, guys. We have no pads on. Clearly, yeah. like these are early days of learning how to take reactions and hits. But uh, yeah. there's only one way to learn, which is actually getting out there and doing it. And then secondly, putting on a camera so you have a reference point to see how bad it is. Yes. To yes, improve yes. upon, you know, yep. and like it's cool that we can look back on this and laugh and clearly say like, okay, I'm a little better than I was back when I was <laughs> doing this stuff. And it's absolutely important to look back at your work. Yes. Um, number one, look at your current work. Yeah. Just so that way you should that way you can judge yourself. You should be your worst uh, enemy when it comes to judging your work. You should be very very critical. Just because you put something out doesn't mean you've succeeded or accomplished anything because there's a lot, yeah. there's always room to grow. I'll release stuff and I'm like, oh, I should have done this, 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 and Dude. I keep it in mind. Yep. But then also, like right now, we're looking at this and we see the kids <laughs> crying uh, because of... Uh, Fred has a birthmark. Yeah, because of Mike's birthmark. Look at that, look at that. What, what's, going, what's wrong with your lip? Oh, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. And watch this kid. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, I'll be honest, one, one of my guilty pleasures is, especially when I work out of town, yeah. is watching my work. Your own and, stuff. And it's not an ego thing. It's just no, to let no. me know where I've come from and how far I've gotten. Uh, I, I had a coworker at Apple, a beautiful older guy, 70 years old, Andrew Sager. And uh, we'd get together uh, a good amount of times and just hang out and talk about the good old days in Manhattan mm -hmm. and this and that and his party scenes because he threw crazy parties and we were talking about um, the evolution of success and what it means. And I told him what you want to essentially do is you want to have a goal. You want to have this big goal. Let's just say if we're starting where you are, you want to have this major goal right over here where I am. Yeah. And you have to understand that you're not going to reach there right away. You're going to have to take baby steps. And after maybe several years, you'll realize that maybe you've just gotten as far as the microphone. You start off where your lips are, yeah. but you get as far as the microphone. But then you gotta, you know, you gotta keep going. You gotta keep going, and after more and more experience and more nonsense that happens in any and all industries, it doesn't matter where you work. There's always gonna be nonsense, even yeah. if you're self-employed. Always. You just keep going. You overcome the obstacles. You learn from them. You try to avoid them from happening again, you know, because that's the idea of learn learning, so you don't repeat the same mistakes. Exactly. And at a certain point, you realize that you're somewhere over here. You're not that far from your end goal. 
and you turn around and you're like, holy crap, I've taken like a million baby steps mm-hmm. and here I am. And, and a lot of people don't want to think about it that way. They don't want to think about the amount of time and work that you put in. Like the reason I'm telling people, hey, go and follow a fight scene that's already been done is because it's the faster way to get in. Yeah. Like people will see as we continue with tonight, yes. the progression of the work that I do. The first two years, um, a lot of that time was really dedicated to doing jackass stuff. Yes. Then I yeah, started I transitioning into short films and fights. And with time and practice, I became better. Yeah, yeah. That's always the, you know, like I just said, the, the end goal is to be better than you were. Yes, 100%. You know? 100%. Always be better than you were. Yeah, no, um, no, I totally so, agree. So people have to remember that. It takes time. It takes work. If you want to do it on your own, there's nothing wrong with that. But it took me about 14 years to get into this industry from the time I started shooting stuff. So if you want to spend a lot of time to get into this industry, you can. Or you can learn from someone that's already done all that. Yes. You know, you have two people that are working, telling you guys what to do. So that way your career can start up a lot sooner than later. 100%. But unfortunately, there are still people out there that just won't take the advice and do whatever they want to do. And that's cool. I respect that. Because I'm one of those guys that didn't listen to anyone. As a matter of fact, when I heard about this method, I'm like, it's crazy. It's a waste of time. Why are people doing this? Because I thought about it and how it affected me. Mm -hmm. And at that time, um, Manny and I were invited to 8711, I think, around 2011. Because we did a short film together called Yo Soy Un Hombre Loco, which... uh, you can find on LBP Stunts Chicago, or you might be able to find on youtube.com slash VJVlad. And uh, that got us some recognition, and we were invited. And it was really cool. It was a great experience. I got to see how, you know, the pros were working and what it is that they were doing. Uh, But for me, the methodology of replicating a fight just didn't work because by that point, I had been shooting my own stuff for eight nine years yeah totally and like listen i hate to say it but if you're shooting for eight nine years and you're not getting better you better sit down and figure out why you're not getting better yeah all right i don't want to say that you suck because there's no such thing there are people out there that tell me i suck and i'm like that's cool everyone's entitled to their opinion everyone has their own point of view of how action should be done and that's the beautiful thing about action in our industry it's art it's art at the end of the day we're just playing with gi joe dolls and comparing ideas saying my idea is better than yours no my idea is better than yours everyone's idea is great but you have to learn. So the reason I wasn't a fan is because I had been doing things my own way. And I felt like I was a choreographer in my own right, mm-hmm. which I was. But if I had just started out, you know, and thought about it that way, well, what about a newcomer? Are they going to invest as much time as I did? Yeah. Absolutely not. not going to. Nowadays, no. You know, people come in from out of town. They come to L.A. and they'll give it like a year or two. And if it doesn't happen, they leave. Yeah, exactly. But they forget that people like Morgan Freeman started late. Rodney Dangerfield had a, a career as a comedian. And mm-hmm. he stopped and came back, you know, in his later years and killed it. So as long as you keep fighting for what it is you want, I think at the end of uh, our lifespan, you know, you could look back and be like, yes, I... I continued the fight. I never quit. I never stopped. Yeah, 100%. It, yeah. And along the lines of like having to put in that time and, uh, and effort, you just got to get out there and do it. Yes. There's too many times that I hear a lot of people come up to me and be like, oh, I have this crazy fight that I'm going to do. I'm like, that's cool. Just show me the fight. Yeah. Just send it to me when it's done. Like, I don't even want to hear the premise. I don't want to hear about the storyline you've set up and the cool gag you're going to do. Just send it to me. Yep. And it never gets sent. 
99.9% of the time. And I'll literally tell them the same thing. Like, I think it's cool what you're doing. It's awesome. But like, I'll give the same advice, which is like, it's going to become a daunting task to choreograph your own, shoot, mm-hmm. pick out the angles mm-hmm. and be happy with it. And then you're going to be so judgmental and you're going to be so self-conscious about it. You may not want to release it anyway. So mm-hmm. eliminate all those variables, eliminate the variables of being embarrassed about the choreography, about shooting the angles wrong and just replicate something. Mm-hmm. Because then if people say it sucks, it's either two things. A, you didn't replicate it that well, or B, your performance just wasn't as good or up to par. Because realistically, if it's a successful fight, you copy the choreo, that's mm-hmm. done. You copy the angles, that's done. You copy the edit, that's done. You By know? the way, if you ever catch me at Jam, if you come to uh, kicking sessions, which are usually uh, done in afternoon open gym yeah. at Jam, Tuesdays through Fridays when I don't work, um, and you want to show me a fight, I will give you notes. Yeah. Uh, I know I told people to email me, but it just takes so much time trying to write what it is I'm trying to explain. Whereas in person, if you come to Jam during open gym, Tuesday through Friday, if I'm there, then <laughs> we we can discuss the fight. I have no problem doing that. I'll, I'll you know I'll, yeah. I'll give you the advice that I can, and I'll help you out as much as I can. And then what I would expect you to do is redo that exact same fight, because I've given people notes and they come back showing me something else, and I'm just like, you didn't improve upon it. Well, well, yeah. Why are you showing me something else? I want to see you get better at the thing that you did. Yeah, yeah, perfect it if you have yeah. the chance. Yeah. But with all that said, you know. Um, when you create work, stay humble, okay? Uh, compare yourself to the people that are doing the same thing. You know, last time I said that if you put something out, you got to know which field you're playing in. Because when we're talking about indie, we're talking about minor leagues. And then when we're talking about, you know, like professional stunt work, that's the major leagues. Mm-hmm. And in the minor leagues, I'm an all-star. So if you're going to be putting out stuff, like I said, you're comparing it to me, to Chris Cohen, to other people. Yeah. But at the same time, if you get some props, you got to stay humble. It doesn't mean you start buying stuff and, you know, putting pictures up on Instagram and this and that. That's not cool. You know, like, for example, if, if you buy a director's chair or something like that and yeah. throw a picture up. <laughs> I don't have a director's chair. Manny doesn't have a director's chair. Chris yeah. Cohen doesn't have a director's chair. That's something that's earned. Don't buy yourself gifts. Yeah. Earn those gifts, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, I would love to one day have a director's chair of course, yeah. that's given to me by production. Totally. Not because I went out and bought it and put my name on it. Oh, that's dumb. That's like, hell yeah. No, let, It's immediate let, gratification. That's yeah, that's immediate yeah. gratification. You want to know that you've earned it. And um, with that, just make sure that you're humble. You know, like if someone gives you props, keep it to yourself and be like, good, I'm on the right path. Don't start strutting your stuff or this or that because, you know, I, I am known to speak out. Here and there, sometimes when I shouldn't, but, 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 but that's because I always believe that right will conquer wrong, no matter how long it takes. Yeah. And with these new guys, I, if you're going to get out of line, I'll put you back in it. Because the old timers, they don't have time for that. But uh, you and I, we're going to be working together for a long time. And even if you're 10 years younger than me, by the time you're my age, 35, and I'm like 45, we'll both be working. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that you're not running around and doing a bunch of nonsense you know, because we should have unity in the community. And unfortunately, that's just not the case. We're always going to have bad apples. Yeah. I try to lead by example. I try to help people so that way they can, you know, pay it forward, help and lead by example, and then so on, so on. And slowly, by, uh, slowly but surely, we start changing the way things are done. And then maybe there will be some more unity in the stunt community like that. Yeah, yeah. But don't get out of line, goddammit. Don't get out of line. Because yeah. I'll mean, put you back in your place. Along the lines of being humble, I think one of the most humbling things that we can do is uh, 
take a look at the first fight scene that we ever did together absolutely and fully put ourselves yes. on blast and real quick just so everyone knows like i said that i'm an all-star in the minor leagues but in the major leagues i'm i'm listen i'm just a fight coordinator yeah i might have gotten my dj but it doesn't mean i'm second unit directing all the shows no, no no it takes time and you have to understand that everything takes time building your career building who you are takes time if you succeed really fast you got to be careful because the faster you rise, the harder you fall. Yeah, 100%. And a lot of these new kids don't seem to understand that. If you get to the top at a very, very early age and then you fall, it's going to be a very hard climb. You're going to wish that you had a steady climb. Because when you do, you have a lot more respect for everything that you've done. There's a lot more gratitude as opposed to like, yes, I just got it within a year or two. I'm the man that... You know, yeah, it doesn't work not, like that. And not only that, though, you learn a lot of things along the way. Like you, you learn things that are valuable lessons with each and every job, which is like comparative to what we did in this fight scene to now. Ooh. We've learned so much stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it does take time because if you just get to the top too quick, mm -hmm. you miss a lot of lessons, you yeah. know. So real quick, this fight that we're about to check out right now is the first time that we ever fought each other on yes. camera. And I think it was around 2002. And yeah. I think this is a, one of the... Rare times I see my face without hair on it. I know. I was going to say, young baby face. Yeah. I was going to say, after after this, you pretty much have looked the same for the last 18 years. So. <laughs> yeah, like a 55-year-old man. Oh. So let's take a look at this. So what we're taking a look at right now is the first time that we ever fought on camera. This is a video called Trippin'. And uh, I remember that I was tripping more than anything that you made me keep yelling the yes. whole time. Yo, this oh, yeah. is so funny. And for those of you that are wondering why some of the camera angles are static, it's because we shot some of it on a tripod because yeah. we didn't have anybody. That's right. Yeah, we just wanted <laughs> to shoot. And we we had an idea of, you know, negative space and proper framing, but we really didn't. Yo, we, we say that, but like, dude, really looking at this being in 2002, obviously our form and some of our stuff is horrible, but... Some of the cuts are pretty funny, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like that cheat where, yeah. I, where I grabbed the your backflip cheat. Yep, yep. And not only that, but there's angle variants. There's top mm -hmm. shots. There's low shots. There's yep. wides. There's tights. Cut to a low angle impact shot. So already, OTS I, I, I hope that the audience can see some kind of progression from doing, you know, jackass style stuff to putting together something that's uh, more or less linear and a little bit more coherent. Yeah. And this was all within the course of like just a couple months of us getting together because mm -hmm. we shot those jackass videos mm -hmm. and then we started shooting fight scenes pretty quickly mm -hmm. that was pretty cool man i'm not gonna lie i haven't seen that in a long time it's a trip to watch that and obviously man there's some things in there form wise that just make me cringe but mm -hmm. at the same time like i have no problem saying that because dude i was trying this to learn you yeah know, yeah we didn't we didn't know yeah. anything there were no schools or anything like yeah. that no courses you learn as you watched videos Oh, yeah. And that's and one of the reasons I bought up like, you know, $3,000 worth of DVDs was to study. That well, and, by, and by trying. Absolutely. Which is what we did. Yo, try to play the making of Connor because this really tells the story of learning while we go. <laughs> Ooh. I'm like, just hit me. Just come on, hit just, me. And I hated oh, taking hits back then. Oh, I used yeah. to love falling. Now I'm complete opposite. And the best part about this is that, like, we have no pads on. We... We're just in my old martial arts school mm -hmm. on off hours. We're doing the little tricks with the powder on the chest to try to get a little dust because we don't have VFX packs. <laughs> we don't have action essentials to put some smoke layers. Oh, a little particle dust hit. We were editing with Adobe Premiere 6.0. <laughs> <laughs> Switching music. Right there. 
Oh, that was great. I remember getting popped in the face, and I was like, I can't wait to look at playback. And then I looked at playback, and I wasn't so happy. Because you hit yourself. Because I hit myself. I didn't even kick you. I thought I kicked you. Oh, no way. So, yo, real quick, tell the people why I'm yelling so much in this video, because that's one thing that tripped me out, which is because in Kung Fu, we never yell. So if anyone's ever worked with me, I tell them to be vocal. Yes. Because when you're vocal, uh, you get a lot more energy, and it really tells um, when you're performing. And at that time, I'm like, I think I just want people yelling to, to show rage and anger. Ah. And you were like, what's with this yelling nonsense? Cause I, yeah, because like in, in Kung Fu, we, we may like hit an emphasis point, but we don't yell like this. So this is putting me out of my comfort zone back then because I'm like, what the hell? But... You know, again, trial but, by error. But that's great what you just said because yeah. I think I put a lot of people out of their comfort zone. Definitely. And that's a great way to learn. Yeah, 100%, you know? man. And that's the only way to improve because if you keep doing things that are comfortable for you, you're only going to stay within that realm, you mm -hmm. know? So, yeah, this was a great learning experience for me from fight number one, which is getting thrown into a style I'm not used to. Hi, yeah. dude, you hit my uh, knees. <laughs> Very nice. Wow. <laughs> What's funny about the headbutt is if you go to VJ Vlad on YouTube.com uh, and you type in uh, bet warehouse fight, there's a fight I did with Alan Joe where he gets up and does a headbutt to someone's groin. But it looks way better because really? you see seven years later, I figured out how to make it look nice. Or actually five years later, the we shot that with 2007. Yes, yes. And that's, that's exactly what we're talking about, the progression of improving things. There's nothing wrong with replicating a gag or an idea or a concept you've done before. Not at all. Just make sure it's better the second time. Absolutely, you know? yes. Yeah. Donnie Yen throws the same jump back kick, triple side kick, split kick, side kick. You know, people have their specialties, and it'll be shot differently, and yes. you know, maybe look a little bit better. So, one hundred percent, man. This is so wild to look back on and look at, just because like <sighs> we're literally just learning on the fly. Yeah. And we're having fun. And yeah. we're laughing. And I'm throwing yeah. Travis signals. And if you guys could see there on the ground, uh, we have a one-inch panel mat. And then we put some kick paddles, mm -hmm. kick shields for me to land on. Because we didn't have eight inches. I'm clearly... Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, Travis. Good time. You clearly, got injured way more than I did. Clearly in an outfit with no elbow pads possible. Oh, man. But this is awesome, man. Yeah. This is crazy. This and is what we were doing in 2002, and it's great. Yeah. It's great. We Fast forward to where we are now, man. It Hell just yeah. shows that, like, you know, it all starts somewhere, you know? So for those of you that are out there that are too nervous to put a fight or put yourself out there, here are two guys that, um, you know, we make our living off of coordinating fights for mm -hmm. film and TV, and we are showing you the worst stuff we've ever done with ourselves performing in them, you know? Yep. But as you can see over here, like, there's some kind of an understanding Mm -hmm. of overlapping the, the action yes yeah, which is you clearly know that we had a cut of you throwing me so you need mm -hmm. to overlap the throw here this is so funny man this is great boom 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 Ooh. oh no shin pads on <laughs> i just for those of you that know me my shins are my achilles tendon it's just flipped around on the wrong side you could literally come up and flick my shins i'm going down like it's glass Oh, yeah. Just nonsense. I love it. And, and that, that was the thing was at this point, you know, we're just having fun so much so that we made a making mm -hmm. of. How many times do you make a making of a fight scene nowadays? Super rarely. Like if you go to YouTube.com slash VJ Vlad <laughs> and you watch some videos, you'll see some outtakes all of Jackie Chan, you know. 
Yeah, but, but this is like a seven, eight minute making of, and I would saying. do it for everything. Yeah, and that's because we just were so in love with what we were doing. And at the same time, you're also learning and getting practice from cutting this video. Yep. You're making a montage video. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and so you're learning at the same time mm -hmm. here, at the same time. But like, look at this. We probably did this gag, what? That's probably take number 10. Yep, and it's all my fault because at the time, like I said, I was down to hit the ground without yes. pads. Yes. But I didn't want to take any hits. You didn't want to get blasted. I didn't want to get blasted at all. And uh, here I am being a little, you know what, and putting on this pad. And so this is a pre-Dionese, uh, pre-Gator back time. So we're strapping on a, a Taekwondo mm -hmm. kick mm -hmm. thing onto his chest. And uh, oh, yo, look at my belly. It's much less. <laughs> 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 things things increase over time, including skill level. Absolutely, yes. Hey, back then I couldn't throw a twelve o'clock sidekick. Okay. Now you know if you go to Instagram, uh, Vlad Rimberg, you'll see that sidekick get tossed. You know, bam! Instagram Vlad Rimberg. Like a fine wine, like a fine wine. Yeah. And I distinctly remember this moment because I was like, dude, if he's gonna wear a pad. I'm going to serve this dude up because I'm tired of throwing this jump kick too because at the same time I have to do this whole sequence and kick him. And this was also before, way before I dislocated my right shoulder, yes. a, a year before. So you see me throwing those punches and the technique is good. It's just uh, I forget that I need to keep my hands up after the last punch. <laughs> so Travis is hitting me. He's giving me some good contact. I'm saving but, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, but it's not what it is. And then I think he said, I'm going to F him up. I'm going to fuck him up. I'm pretty sure I just said, I'm going to fuck him up. Boom. <gasps> oh, I love it. <gasps> that I'm one done. you didn't hit yourself on. I definitely hit you in the, yeah. uh, <laughs> the carotid artery. <laughs> it's so funny, man. It's so funny because nowadays I would cringe <laughs> if I hit you once. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, shit, you okay? If you I okay? were to hit you once now, I would yeah. be like, what did I just do, man? But that's also the beauty of indie filmmaking yeah. because you can learn. Yeah. If you hit your friend, it's not intentional. Yes. And now hopefully you know where to aim and you don't hit your friends anymore. 100%. Bam. Hell yeah, Ed. I love that guy. And so look at this. This is a way that we were cheating ways to do we didn't have wires you know we didn't have ways to to spot the stuff so we're figuring out ways to do this cheated backflip three-quarter fall yep. where you're going to catch my legs and then three-quarter we have no eight inches so i'm three-quartering to a punching bag yep. <laughs> and trying to land on it vertically Bam, kangaroo. <laughs> the kangaroo hit oh my god <laughs> yes bro since when do you kick and keep your hands down the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Bad habits. Bad just, we didn't we're just we didn't learning. Know. Yeah, we're learning. <coughs> oh. oh. And look at me. And instead I of definitely took that. But notice how like as soon as something happens, we just break character completely. Yeah, we don't keep going. And we just start laughing and it's like, oh shit. Nowadays we would be like, dude, keep it going, keep the shot rolling. Oh dude, look at that. I must oh. have been growing that beard out for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man. It's so funny, man. Dude, we've probably Boom, hit each other is. more times than we've hit anyone in the last 10 years combined oh, yeah, in this one yeah. video. Because we're learning. Yo, it's so <laughs> awesome, man. So, yo, if you want to, if you, wanna, um, you know, make memories and uh, create lifelong friendships, go out and uh, shoot a fight scene with somebody. Absolutely. Because look at where we are sitting here laughing at this, you know, almost 17, 18 years yeah. later, looking back at the first time that we ever fought each other on camera. And who would have thought that... Uh, <laughs> Not only would we have both stuck with the career option, but uh, 
we'd be sitting here on a podcast talking about you ripping your pants. Oh, yeah. You know what? That that kind of became a motif uh, when I started filming with the stunt people. Yep. I started to rip my pants in fight scenes. All the time. Because, you know, I'm a big guy. No one expects me to kick high. Yes. I'm like, hey, just so you know, my pants are going to rip. That's okay. It'll be funny. 100%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yo, really quick, Cotter. Um, after this video, like... We kind of start taking shooting videos a lot more seriously. Yes. As far as fight scenes are concerned. And so, like, in your opinion, oh, what do we, you so, think? Sorry. We, we, Connor, you just missed me jump kicking Travis in the neck. Boom. <laughs> the big finale. Yes. I forgot Yo. about it. And I was like, wait a second. I was supposed to pop him. I forgot about that. Um, Yo, so at this point, we pretty much start taking fights seriously. So is there a fight in here of one of these that would stand out to you as an improvement from that one that we did already within that short time span? Um, if you go to Kiop uh, 6. Okay. Uh, what Kiop 6 is, it's a series of test fights, you can yeah, say. Yeah, cool. But I've always been a fan of making things different and a little bit unique. My favorite movie of all time is Sam Hung's Encounters of a Spooky Kind. Okay. Because it's hopping vampires and kung fu. I'm like, holy crap, that's awesome. Kangaroo Punch. Kangaroo Boom. Punch, a reference to our fight scene. So we started shooting fights. Um, I think this was uh, mid and 2003. And right here we have uh, Dominic this, Sherman. Is this and the movie theater? Where, this is the this movie story? theater. This is in yeah. San Diego. This is the movie so theater, So John Lowe, Bowen, and I drove down to San Diego. We hung out with Jay and Dominic all day. That's yeah. Jay. And uh, we shot two fights in one day. The guys worked in the movie theater at the time. So we had access. Oh, it's already a two on one. Already a two on one, and it's it's not for two thousand three. It's not bad. Totally. It's Who's filming bad. it? Um, that's a great question. I don't oh, remember. Oh man, is it John? Do you think John? Filmed oh it? yes. No. Um, it could have been John, hey, but I think John. Look at Bowen. Go. You probably filmed that last shot. Yes, though. yes, yes. <laughs> but look at Bowen. I yeah. mean, look at Bowen, man, who was just our homie from high school who just did martial arts with us. He was really good. He was good at martial arts. Oh, don't worry oh, yeah. about this. All right, so you can pause that. But that's cool, no, man. Keep, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. That's, really that's just cool. bam. That's just the, my hook kick in the Junior Olympics. So here's our other fight. I think we did this fight before the I movie theater fight. I remember this one, yep. This was the one that was out in the high grass. Yep. That's a nice little exchange. Bam. 2003, ladies and gentlemen. So from, from from jackass to, you know. Going to this. Yep, exactly. And then this is us just breaking boards. And the back to jackass again. Oh, yeah. At UCLA in San Diego, uh, I worked at Rouse for a long time when we were on strike. Hell, yeah. <gasps> yes. Just in case people don't know. Yes. Young Vlad with the 540 right then. I landed with both legs. <laughs> <laughs> 540 Parafuso-ish landing. But right here. Um, tornado landing. Christopher oh, the Robinson. boxer fight. Yep, I remember yep. this one. And I, I did a short film based off of my little uh, character right here. Yep. He kept having, like, dreams, right? Or wait, yeah. Is that the dream one? Not the dream one. No. Um, I'm sleeping and someone steals my medal. That's the one. Okay. Which is one of my Taekwondo medals, but it was uh, second place. Oh, uh, did you see that? Did you see that? That's right. <laughs> Pop Jump spin. Yep. And I think there's two more fights, just so everyone gets an idea of, like, oh, yeah, I used to be in front of the camera. Yep, 100%. It's just at a certain point, you got to where you wanted to make other people look better. Yes, yes. After, that, after a certain while, I'm all like, uh, I like performing, but yeah. my shoulders popped out enough times, and uh, 
I just want to make other people look good. And you were really good, like we said, in that one shot earlier, I was able to be like, oh, you were behind the camera on that one because I could tell you tracked the hits yep. on that one, yeah. you know, so. So, 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 so I'd say within the, Jordan and I started shooting stuff, I want to say maybe 2001, 2000. So within the two-year time frame, I mean, you, you see the change yes. in, in, in my abilities. Super but also because early. at that time, no one wanted to shoot with me in L.A. Everyone was busy, which was a code word for no thank you. Hell, you're Travis right there. I'm like, yo, Travis, I'm doing key up, and I just need you to throw some tricks <laughs> in between our fight scenes. I'm so, like, all right, where at? <laughs> So I started driving all over the place. You know, that's the story. <laughs> totally. And I learned from Jay and Dominic, and I learned from Eric from the Stump People. Tim Lee. Tim Lee in a fight scene. And uh, no Tang Win, who's way. a police officer. No Jackie way. Tang. Look at that. I loved wardrobe and costumes. These are buddies of ours. That buddy Tim had never done martial arts in his life, and nope. he's just out here playing with us because yep. we started creating a culture amongst our friends of like, this is what we do for fun. This is what we're going to do on weekends. This is what we're going to do with our spare time. You're going to love the end. Bam. I wish you could turn up the music because it's the Bruce Lee theme. Is it ah, really? I forgot about ah, that. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, my ah. God. Dude. So that was Kia. Yep. Right? 100%. It, but before we did that, um, Bowen and I tried to do a short film. Mm -hmm. uh, because the very first short film I did was Inf. Uh, it's an acronym for It's Mine, Motherfucker. Yeah. And Gerard and I did that short. And that short actually changed my dad's. Uh, mind about me pursuing filmmaking as a career. Um, so after that short, I realized that since I have Bowen, who's a talented martial artist and he's doing what I'm doing, let's go ahead and make a short film together. Um, and that short film was Legends. We I think we shot maybe 70% of it. Yeah. And it just never got done. Yeah, yeah. So it's a Legends trailer. If you want to just pull that up for a second. Yep. Yeah. It's right next to Kiap 6. So now we, we get back into that storytelling realm. Because Kiap, um, later on, Kiap became a way for us to express ourselves through fight scenes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, just different locations, get dressed, put on some costumes, this and that. Ah, of course, I remember this one. Oh, yeah, ding, ding, ding. Boom. Yep, it was going to be a really cool one. Yes. It just never got done. Yep, there was a decent amount of choreography. Look at that. That drop kick took 15 minutes, and I was padded. Bone kept drop kicking me. Hell yeah, look at that. Uh, uh, get out of here. <laughs> Bone kept drop kicking me, and I kept putting my hands up. So he'd hit and fall on his ass. And there was no padding at the time. Yes. That was, I'd say, early 2003, before I met up with the uh, um, San Diego guys. It's cool, though, because like you said, we went from showing the uh, Jackass Styles videos we did to me and you doing a one-on-one -on -one fight scene and starting to get better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then getting you back into the key-ups with more like, you know, two-on-ones, mm -hmm. uh, you know, vignette fight scenes. And then, like you said, starting to get into fight scenes where you start integrating story, which is the closest resemblance to what you're shooting nowadays. Yes. Super crazy, mm -hmm. man. Yep. Super crazy. And now, for those of you that aren't getting at what we've been saying for like over the last hour, which is he got to that level within a couple of years and still are trying to practice on trying to perfect the same thing at this point. Yeah. Which is insane. The, the, the most important thing, I think the reason I was able to go ahead and excel in this field is because I got the opportunity to work with a nice uh, range of people from the San Diego guys to the stunt people up north um, with people coming in like Andy Leung and then Dennis Rule coming in. Yeah. And uh, the, the Chonster, Sean Charney. Sean Charney. Um, I got to see how other people work, and I saw their styles, 
and I started to um, kind of uh, take their styles and implement it into mine. I, I took what worked and what I liked. Yeah. And I started to mess around with that. But also, we were the same group of people working with one another. From San Diego, it was me. For, I'd be fighting either Jay or Dominic. In San Bernardino, it was Sean Charney. And with the stunt people, it was either Eric Jacobus, Ed Kahana, Dennis Rule, Ray Carbonell, Andy Leung, uh, Troy Carbonell. Like, there was a solid group of people that were so passionate about it. We got together. I mean, I drove. I'm all like, I'm coming. I'm going to go see you guys. Yeah, yeah. Sleep, sleep on the couch, edit all night. You know, nowadays, like, you know, with the first podcast we did, I said, after I'm done filming, I don't want to look at the footage until at least the next day. Like, I need a break because now there's so much more energy uh, put into shooting anything, whether it's a previs or my own short, because I'm always battling myself in my own mind. I want to make it better. I want to make it really good. I want it to stand out. I want people to take notice because if you set a certain bar, you have to make sure that uh, you stay on that level yourself. Yeah, 100%. I can't set the bar up here and then just be like, ah, I can do stuff right here. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. And I'm the kind of guy that's like, if I go easy on anything, whether I'm editing a demo reel or shooting a previs or creating a fight scene, if I go easy, I'm afraid of that because then I'll want to do it again. It's like, you know, in high school, mm -hmm. when, when I skipped class, I was like, great, this is awesome. I want to do it again. I want to do it again. I want to do it again. You, you get addicted to, number one, being lazy. You get addicted to taking shortcuts. And you don't want to do that. Not with the stuff that you love. Yeah. That, that, that's a huge risk. And especially if you're trying to make a career off it and get paid. Absolutely, yes. You it, have to remember that at the end of the day, this is a business. It's a business. And as much as all of us are friends, uh, it is competitive in the sense that, you know, it's like survival of the fittest in the sense that, like, you know, the people with skills should be working more often than those without it. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's some people that get by with connections and being at the right place at the right time, but there is no substitute for hard work. Absolutely you know? not, yeah. And, so this and, and the best way to let people know that you're working your ass off is by putting stuff online. Yeah. Not eh, stuff, you know, like keep that S stuff to yourself. Like right now, no one has seen, the people that have seen this stuff are people that have been following me for the last for 18 years, yeah. for a long time. People might see some of this key up and they'll be like, oh my God, I forgot all about that. Yeah. And when am I showing this? I'm like showing this 18 years, 17 years, you know, to, to the general audience, to, to, to my fellow stunt people, to my fellow screen fighters, to my fellow filmmakers. Yeah. Just so everyone knows that, hey, I started off extremely whack. It's okay. For a lot of people nowadays, it's, it's difficult to hear that. Like, oh, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone sold his dog. To, to make yeah, sure he had money. Make money. Yeah. yeah. And it's like pe people have a hard time believing these things because all they see is the success. They don't see the struggle that anyone goes through, anything like that. And that's something that you have to experience. Uh, in my mind, you should because it's going to allow you to grow. It's going to allow you to become better. And uh, if you're going to show mediocre stuff, once again, remember who's watching it. And realistically, people are watching it. Whatever you put out online... Someone's going to see it and someone's going to remember it. So if it's not the best thing, go and make it the best thing. Yeah. Come to Jam, Open Gym, Tuesday through Friday. Find me. Kick with me. Okay? <laughs> Sweat with me. And then um, I'll give you my opinion about your fight. I'll give you my honest opinion. If I think that there's room for improvement, then I'll, I'll, I'll give you those points. Yeah. 
because if I help people, I hope that they help people, and I hope that in the end, we're all helping one another. Hell yeah. I believe in that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's right. And there is one thing that I did want everybody to see. Um, I believe, where is it? It's called Travis Wong Sampler with Outtakes. Let's just take a look at the first five seconds. Okay. Let's just take a look at the first <laughs> five seconds. Take a look at it. So this was 2002, maybe beginning of 2003. Maybe, I okay. think 2002. Super early. Travis day. and I worked on putting a sampler together. Oh, yeah, look at Travis. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I, I don't know if I've seen anyone start off with pictures saying, hey, I've been in the game since, like, you know, I was in the womb. <laughs> Super crazy, man. And this, we will definitely have to take a look yes. at this video. And that's it. We, we can stop right there. We've been, getting, we've been getting requests for me to do a jam cast on here. So maybe when we do my episode, we'll watch my reels from day one all the way to the end. That'll I think be that'd be crazy, great. Yes. Man. But yeah, I think, I think that uh, hopefully people will uh, see that the point of this episode is not for us to sit up here for over an hour just telling you what you should do and the correct path to follow. Follow your own path, do your own mm. thing. This is just some tips and advice that we have. And more than anything, hopefully us putting ourselves out there and showing you where we started our journey a long time ago will let a lot of you get rid of your self-consciousness and uh, you know just get out there and start shooting stuff and put, mm. it, put it out there if it's decent. You know? mm -hmm. and, the, uh, the, the fastest way to get work is by working. You, know, you, you, you can't work if you're just sitting around talking about ideas, and I hear that all the time. 100%. And, uh, you know, if I hear it enough times, it'll just turn me off. Even, even friends, like, I'm going to go shoot this, I'm going to go shoot this. And it's like, well, what have you done yeah. in this time? I have a kid, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I have a wife. I'm a family man. I manage my own social media. Uh, I put together reels. I put together montages. And I still go out and I try to shoot two shorts a year. Yeah. I've already got mine, one, the boys. And you better believe I want to put as many out there as I can if my wife allows me to, I love you, babes, uh, because I have a new camera and I feel like that's kind of uh, reignited that fire. Yeah. Because to be honest, um, I lost some of my passion because I've been doing it for so long and I've seen the way the industry is. And just so everyone knows, it, nothing is perfect in life. Even when you're winning, there will be a time when you lose. But don't worry, you're going to win again. That's how life is. It's like a full circle. And um, when you see certain things and you experience certain things, it kind of puts you down or, you know, it kind of um, turns you off. So I'm just glad I got the red because now I just want to do as much as I can Yeah. with that. Hell yeah. So it's totally okay for anyone to be in that zone of discomfort or a little bit of depression. Just make sure you talk to people. Make sure you're surrounded by good people because, like I always say, millionaires want to hang out with millionaires. And what does that mean? You want to hang out with like-minded people. If you want to do stuff and your friends don't want to do anything, it's time to get some new friends. All right? I, I saw a video recently that said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. That's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the truth. If you want to shoot stuff, get together with people that want to shoot stuff. And if you see that those people are a little bit lazy, move on to the next group. And the best way to find people that are passionate is by going to places where people train. So, you know, like if you come to jam during afternoon, open gym uh, between Tuesday and Friday and I'm there, that's a great way to meet people. And what we do is we go over the, the fundamentals and the basics of screen fighting Yeah. because I direct action from a screen fighting standpoint. I'm not a stunt performer and people need to understand that there's a big difference between doing stunts and doing fights. Both are very difficult to do and to master and to achieve. 
And during these uh, sessions, these training sessions, I just want to make sure that people understand and are aware of their body, foot placement, hand placement when they kick and this and that, you know. So come on by, show me what you got. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll give you my opinion. You know, now that everyone has seen where we started from, yep. there shouldn't be any fear. Not at all. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Get out there with your friends and shoot a fight and then sit down with them 18 years later and talk about how much better you are. Absolutely. And that's you know? the goal for us, man. Hell 18 yeah. years from now, I hope that we're sitting down and uh, we're not watching these clips anymore. <laughs> we're sitting here watching the movies that we directed. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. I'll, be I'll, I'll, cool. I'll still watch the clips and then I'll be like, oh, look at what we've done. Exactly. We've slowly gone from over there past here, which is great. Yep. You know, just remember, have goals, but have realistic goals. Baby steps all the way throughout. Just because you're not at a certain point in your life or in your career by a certain age doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It's just, you know, what I believe in is the universe. It's just the universe telling you, you got to keep going. You haven't earned it just yet. Because when you think you do, you really don't. You will really get tested. Uh, I've been tested several times when I wanted something, you know. And it's like, if you really, really want something, it's not going to come easy. It, you're going to go through the most awkward moments, the most amount of bullshit you possibly can because that's the universe testing you and whether or not you want to keep going or if you just want to walk away and be a little bitch, you know? Yeah. So keep going, okay? Don't be weak. Keep going. Don't quit. Don't stop. Even if other people discourage you, screw them. I've had many producers throughout my indie career get a hold of me get together with me and then tell me like, oh, if you don't help me out, you're going to keep working at Apple. And you know what they're doing right now? They're following me on Instagram at Vlad Rimberg, <laughs> you know? And it's just because I believe in myself. You got to believe yeah. in yourself. At the end of the day, you have to be your number one supporter because people are going to hate. They're going to critique. They're going to comment, you know? They'll, they'll, they'll backstab you. They'll pull a full 180 on you. They'll be your friends. Then they won't be your friend. Then they'll be your friend again. But you have to believe in you and believe in the work that you're doing. That's what I believe in. And the more energy you put in to your work, that energy will get uh, put back into you. So if you're sitting around waiting for a job, you'll never get a job. Okay? Maybe one call a year. Unless you're super duper talented. But in order to be super duper talented, you, hit, you have to have put in the time. Yeah. People have to know who you are. Yeah. So, it's all about starting that journey of a thousand steps with one. Absolutely. If you have time to play video games, you have time to go watch a Jackie Chan, Sammo Hung, Yoon Wo Ping, Donnie Yen movie. I'm a little bit tired of referencing movies and people don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. You, if you want to be a screen fighter, you need to know fights. That's all there is to it. Yeah. You need to know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. And how dare you go choreograph stuff without knowing a Jackie Chan movie or a Sammo Hung movie or any movies with choreography, real choreography. If your knowledge of choreography is the raid, <laughs> go stop playing video games, watch a movie. Like th one of the things I told uh, the boys, Aiden and Salaf, during our final night together was I'm going to send you a list of 14 movies. I'm going to put it in a certain order. Watch them, study them. So that way you know where your art comes from. Yeah, you got to be a student of the game. You and if this is something that you want to make your actual career, you have to fully be invested in it. You know, it's, when you get off set and you sign out, it's cool. You're done working mm -hmm. for some people. Some people aren't mm -hmm. done working like us. But yeah, at the end of the day, like 
there is a little certain level of respect and time that you have to put in. And hopefully mm -hmm. people will see after uh, all the advice that you've been able to give that, yeah, it literally just starts with one step. Mm -hmm. So hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. It's, f it's crazy, man. It's crazy to sit here and talk about all these things. And, uh, you know, if anyone has advice, it definitely would be you since uh, after all these years, we're still the two of our friends that are in this industry and doing it. So Absolutely. hopefully we can sit down again in another don't have to wait another 18 years. We'll sit no, down no. sooner than that, man. But, uh, Absolutely, yeah. but yeah, man, I appreciate it. And I think that you gave some invaluable advice to all the, the younger generation out there and answered a lot of questions that we continuously get messaged about. So for those of you out there, you know, hopefully you take these words to heart and, uh, hopefully it's not just going in one ear and out the other ear because, uh, you know, I really value Vlad taking his time to come here and sit down. And, uh, if you take the steps, who knows what will happen to you in your own career from here. So absolutely appreciate it man so yeah. before we get out of here man i know that you've already given the official shout out <laughs> but this time swing the mic in front of you and check in on the camera let people know where they can follow you and the rest of your stuff online uh you can follow me on facebook at uh, facebook.com slash vlad rimberg or on instagram at vlad rimberg thank you to travis for setting that up and also i have two youtube pages one of them is youtube.com slash vj vlad the other one is slash vlad rimberg where the content will be more personal so go ahead and give both pages a subscription and Give my Facebook page a like and enjoy, you know, just watch all the stuff that I put out there with friends and on the professional level, I get to put out previses and get an idea and understanding of what it is that we're exactly doing and watch this podcast a couple of times to see where it is that we came from and where we are now. Hell yeah. hundred percent. It's super crazy, man. And knowing that he's not getting money off of his YouTube Go do it for the love and help spread it. You know? Absolutely, yes. Hell yeah. Go I do it for love. the art. For the art. I want to keep the art alive. <laughs> keep the art alive. Hell yeah. With that being said, guys, please be sure to hit that like button, comment, and subscribe for brand new episodes each and every week. Join us every Monday for brand new Jam Breakdowns and every Friday for brand new Jamcast interviewing influential members of the movement world like Mr. Vlad Rimberg himself. So with that being said, guys, got to give a special shout out to Mr. Connor Simon for running the cameras in the switch wrap. Got to give a special shout out to our guest this week, longtime friend, Mr. Vlad Rimberg. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Travis. Hell yes. And with that being said, guys, as always, I'm your host, Travis Wong. Thanks for joining us here on another Jamcast. Until next time, we'll see you all soon. Peace.